Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Big Brother Canada 8 eviction recap. I'm your host, John Armstrong, and I am joined tonight by Brent. How are you doing, Brent? I'm so excited to be here on our real first eviction night of Big Brother Canada 8, Taryn. Yes. Also with me tonight is Melissa. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm doing great. And uh, with all these quarantines, you can't stop us from podcasting. So, you know, yeah. we can that's all we can do. <laughs> that's yeah. really all we can do at this point. So, mm. you know, that and watch feeds and watch TV. Trap us in our little boxes. Uh, <laughs> but that's all right, because we can't infect you through the box. I mean, we can. <laughs> uh, it's not going to work. So we're good. You guys are safe. We're good. From us. <laughs> um, yes, we are here to talk about tonight's eviction. From Big Brother Canada 8, as Brent said, the first true eviction of the season. It's uh, it's a Thursday night. It's March 12th. That's, uh, that's where, we, where we're at in, uh, in Big Brother Canada 8. And what an, what an interesting night. No, no audience due to said virus. Um, so no, no applause the whole time. And I got to say right off the top, I, I didn't miss it. I, no. I thought Arissa carried the show. I didn't feel like I was lacking any energy. Now, I say this as somebody who has enjoyed attending tapings at Big Brother Canada Studios before. Um, but I didn't I didn't miss the audience. I got to be I got to be real. Like, well, now that I've experienced it, we don't need to have them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, as somebody that would like to attend more finales, I hope that they bring them back, at least for the finales. Um, yeah, but the finale. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. it was fine without it. I thought Arissa did a great job. I, I like, honestly, I probably wouldn't have noticed had she not said, like, I, you've all noticed there's no audience. I probably wouldn't have even, like, thought about it. Yeah, I think the most notable moments were, like, the cut to commercial moments where mm-hmm. it's, it's usually just applause. Um, and this time it was just, like, some silence. Um, but, I, like, I, it isn't... I mean, really when Michael good. came in, that's it. When, when he was evicted yeah. and he walked in and saw Arissa, it was definitely a little bit awkward there, where, like, the doors open up and it's just like, oh, little Michael coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no applause, no nothing. I gotta say, though, I liked that. I, you know, I, I liked... It, it really it brought me back to, like, old school Big when Brother. Like, you're just walking out of a house. Like, mm-hmm. it felt 
felt yeah. like the game is more isolated and more like I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I will say this though that the, especially for the people that get evicted that that get evicted early on Big Brother Canada or even Big Brother US, I do love it that they get to go out to a bunch of love, you know, because it's got to be tough to be like to walk into a house and plan all that time. Of course, you you might have been recruited at the bar down the street, but still you went into the house planning on winning and you're one of the first people out when you thought you really had a chance to win like Michael obviously did. And, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. So he didn't even get any audience on the way out. So you got to feel a little bit bad. How terrifying, though. You're in a house. You don't know what's going on in the outside world. You come out and it's like the coronavirus has become so serious that there's not even an audience (laughs) at your taping. Like, and I know that these are precautionary measures and all that. But like when you don't know exactly what's going on and you just see the fact that they're like, yeah, we can't have audience members because of a virus. I'd be like, oh, my God, put me like back in the house. I don't want to be out here in the real world. I want to be safe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and I will say, Brent, that uh, no, Michael did not get, uh, you know, the applause walking out the door. But as Kyle mentioned, he did, you know, he walks out with his integrity. And so that's what really matters. That's what really is going to make yeah. him uh, warm at night, I think. Uh, uh, so he's know. a complainer. I know he is. He definitely is. I guess he did it in. Uh, look, I have. A, I'll, I'll, I'll admit I'm probably a little bit digmatized by him. I'll admit that okay? a little bit. A little bit. Yes. OK. But I, I do feel like that he was, again, he was the wrong person for Chris to get out here because I do think that he was an honest guy. I don't believe that he is. I, I think he, of the guys in the house, he's one of the least sneaky guys there. And he's a big shield for Chris to hide behind. And so and he's so earnest in the way he says things sometimes. Like even when he was getting angry, like I'm not saying, here's the thing. I'm not saying he makes great TV. He doesn't make great TV. Even when he was getting mad at people, like Amon said on the show earlier, today on the white feed update he was like there was like an earnestness to the way he got mad and and got on fire and it wasn't even exciting so i can't even give him that but i still think it was the wrong wrong move for uh, chris to make melissa are you, are you with brent there do you think this was the wrong move no i mean i don't know i feel like it's it's so early it's kind of hard to pick a wrong move i just feel like anyone could have gone and it would have been like okay the game's going to be different no matter who gets out. So like, you don't know what the right path is just yet. I feel like later on, it's easier to to see like, Oh, this person's clearly against this person or this person will never work with this person or whatever. But right now it's like, I mean, we don't know where Michael is going to go this game. I do think that like overall, it makes sense to get out a good, strong competitor near the beginning. And I know you're saying like, oh, well, that's a shield for him. But there are still other shields left in the house. Like he doesn't need five shields. He can have one or two and still be okay. And so I think like getting rid of one strong male I hear you. against you isn't like that crazy. Like I could see this going either way. I could see it ending up being, you know, a bad move to get him out. But at the same time, it's like, it's not so clear cut to me. It's not so clear cut. I think what is clear cut to me, though, is the mechanism and the way that he did it. Like to like be so brutal, lying to them the entire way, and to just like you only have so much credibility in the Big Brother house. Okay, you only have so much agency, and when you just take all of that and flush it with, there's still three other people in the house that he blatantly lied to. I feel like that he was spending a lot of his credibility for, for why. I think. That something that he did wrong this week, and I think some of the other people did wrong this week as well, was 
to tell people what to do with the veto if in the event they win it or in the event they play in the veto. Yeah, where it's like I agree. That was wait. so overwrought. Right. It's like yeah. you should wait and see who actually plays in the veto and who actually wins the veto and then try and convince them to do something. I feel like you know, Maddie was very upset, clearly, that he had told her, like, don't bother with the veto. You don't need it. Like, just don't try. You don't need to try so hard. And then was felt like she was lied to with that, which she was. I mean, she was led astray with that logic. And so I think that if he had not said anything to her and then been like, I mean, whoever wins the veto, OK, Hero wins the veto. You don't need to say anything. And he's going to use it to take himself down. No one needed to have told anyone anything about like, hey, this is who I'm going to put up. This is what when you should do with the veto, you know, all that sort of stuff. It was just, you know, like lying to them for no reason and then making them feel stupid at the end. And they, he could have just let it lie and wouldn't have had to deal with it. Yeah, this. I agree. Uh, Bill Hall in the chat says uh, more a boring, moralizing showman's dead. Can't complain. And I'm probably in agreement with that. So what yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, I will say I would not want to have wanted I mean, to watch that. Th- this would have happened on Big Brother US. This kind of guy. They wouldn't the final two. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He, this, this guy's going to the end, man. So we're lucky here. Um, well, what are yeah. we talking about? Stop it, Britt. Stop it. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, I, I think, honestly, I think it goes without saying that Chris, Chris's methodology uh, has a lot of faults. And I think we see the results of this, right? Um, right as the episode opens, uh, we see JL storm up the stairs, rip his shirt off, uh, throw it viciously, take some pillows and just start slamming them in, in pure Dane style. Uh, like, oh, no, uh, this is just how I guess manly mans uh, really just take out their manly anger. I, I don't know. On pillows and shirts. Um, and it reminded me of Bruno, like Bruno, like kicking, kicking the clothes when he was like. Yeah, I, I, I was brought immediately back to Dane more than, okay. more than uh, Bruno, but I guess uh, because you just had Bruno on the show, that's why. <laughs> yeah, um, we also uh, see that uh, Maddie is very upset with herself. She runs into a bedroom. Her her method of taking out her anger is to get mad at herself um, and Chris a bit as well. Like, oh no, Maddie, you should have. You should have gone for that veto, Maddie. You should have, Maddie. No, you should have gone for that veto. <laughs> oh, I can't stand her. God, her when voice is higher and higher by the yeah, day. When she's yelling at Chris, and she's just like, "You didn't do anything." You told me to win. It's like, oh my god. Like, wait, okay, I can't take you seriously. When she's like, "You're a liar." Like it's literally like okay, like she sounds like Mighty Mouse or something. It's like I, I can't take it seriously. Oh man, uh, this is why we need you on more morning updates, Melissa. That was well done, Melissa. Thank you. I didn't know you could do in- impressions. She was a voice actor. Um, yeah. Uh, and now you see why. <laughs> Um, I, I love seeing all the different reactions. So Mike, Mike is going to tell us, uh, my military training has allowed me to remain calm and collected through this whole experience, which just again, made me think of the entire week and how completely on tilt he's been ever since this happened. Uh, and I was like, okay, okay, Mike. Um, we also hear that Min says, uh, 
I was actually the mastermind behind this plan. Um, Min is really going to, uh, she's definitely the kind of player who is going to try to take credit for as many things as possible. And um, whether she knows this or not, this is actually a really great strategy on Big Brother Canada because uh, the editors are very willing to just give (laughs) things to you as long as you tell them in a simple way. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I love it. Min is the mastermind. She is the honeypot. She is everything. <laughs> that was all yeah, her people. I it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was, it was all it was all Min. I mean, Min has been puppet mastering everybody. If if you think about it, um, but yes, we see Maddie talking with Chris, uh, and uh, she's trying to get an explanation with the high pitched uh, whiny voice. Um, and Chris is just like, "Hey, I'm just looking at the four of you. You're it's very threatening." Um, and she's she's like, "What for? What 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 for? What are you talking about?" She's like, we're friends. Like, no, you're not. Like, that's we clearly like you're not just friends. Like, this is a game. Like, if you're that close, like even if you are friends, you still are going to work together. I I thought that they both did really bad in this conversation. They were both terrible. They were both terrible. Everyone is so fake. Uh, You know, yeah. Why didn't you get men out? No one effing (laughs) likes that. B. Ah, why didn't you send her out of the house? That's toxic right there. It was not good. And then, of course, Chris these are like, our good. These are our good people. Yeah, the good people. And yeah. then Chris is like, Chris is like, well, because I wanted you to be totally loyal to me without anyone in the way. It was like, what? Like, you don't say that to her. Like, that's like the underlying like reason why you did it. But not you don't tell them that that's not going to make them be loyal to you. Like, yeah. like, let's just be clear I, I said this on Twitter and so many people agree with me I hope you guys do too Like, I do not believe that the reason why Chris targeted Michael is because he was really like uh, scared of the evictors or these four people I think he targeted Michael because he was just flat out jealous are you with me on this I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, okay. that's how the, I mean, the edit explicitly. Well, I know, but like, I, tried the edit to lies sometimes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like my view of it is that he was just jealous as hell. He wanted Maddie all to himself. He doesn't like the fact that there's a guy who looks better than him or is getting more attention than him. And he wanted to get rid of him. But period. Now, I will say the only counter argument to that is that he was also very interested in taking Sheldon out. And that if Kyle hadn't, uh, you know, pushed him more toward Michael, it very easily could have been Sheldon. He even talked about it multiple times, even with Kyle pushing him in the other uh, other direction. However, that might've just also been because he also kind of has a thing for Brooke, right? Uh, Yeah. I was was just about to say, (laughs) just about to say, Yes, because Sheldon is a gorgeous guy as well. So I like I don't understand why he I don't understand his thought process. But if you think to yourself that he's jealous of these two guys, then you can follow it to its conclusion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I did this. uh, I'd rather you just be loyal to to just me. Uh, You think I'm going to be loyal to you after that? Yeah, right, Chris. I'm not fake like that, Chris. Um, I also loved this line from Maddie. She's like, you know, I never expected you to be a target of mine, but now it's a little bit like that. (laughs) So bad. We're so on you. As she leaves the room, she's like, I don't walk away from a fight or whatever. She's like, I'm not afraid and I'm gonna like not gonna it's like what well, you're leaving right now. You're like literally walking away from the fight right now. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's just we, like I mean, I understand like emotions are high and all that, but it's like 
Uh, I, I mean, obviously it's easy for us to say this while we're out of the house, but like you've got to like keep a handle on these things. Even if you're so angry at the person, you have to like play nice because mm-hmm. you don't want to be next. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he he's a tiebreaker vote and they were close on votes. So uh, not a good idea to alienate potential votes, even if they yeah. just turned on you. Because Especially somebody like Chris, who is so volatile right so sort of yep. like he could do anything so yep. just because he backdoored you does not mean that he's completely lost to you um but uh, yeah. but they they you know they need lessons from kyle i guess uh so um we see brooke owning up to the fact that she knew uh but then we quickly get to michael and chris uh confrontation number two uh and michael starts off all right hey man i've got two impressions of you man one you're a really great guy man all right buddy uh, and then you hear, you hear Chris go, Oh, same to you. But he's interrupted by second one is you're a coward, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoop. And I, whoop. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, wait, can I take back my compliment to you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chris is really thinking like, Oh yeah, he's about to compliment me. We're gentlemen here. It's like, no, you have to wait for this. If there's two points coming and the first one's a good thing, <laughs> probably not going to be a good one on the second point. Chris yeah. is just bizarre. Can I just say, like, I have watched him for like a week and a half now, like watching him just have regular conversations with people, especially conversations that are a little intense. Yeah. He is just one of the most bizarre human beings I have ever seen on Big Brother ever. Yeah. Like, it's just completely, Brent. You are completely correct about this. You, this is, this is a really great point. Just, his eyes are like Disney eyes the entire time. Like, you can see the entire colored part because the whites are all around it. It's just crazy. You are, you are really <laughs> smart. That is, that is really room, smart. In the diary room, um, I don't think it was this episode, it was last episode, I think, where he was like, you know, I sell things for a living. So, like, now's the time for me to, like, set, like turn on my salesman. Yeah, it was last episode, yeah. Said. And it was like, I don't see that at all, like, a salesman charm or anything. Like, I see, like, a deer in the headlights, like, nervous, like, I don't know how to, like, talk to people. Like, I can't imagine him selling me. And he's not even that good at talking to people. Like, when people were confronting him, when he, like, he's not good under pressure. When they were confronting him and asking him for answers, it was very stutter step with his you know rhythm and what he was giving them as far as answers go and right. he just he was clueless it seemed like as to why like you you even commented about the fact that he said the thing to maddie about i wanted you to just be more loyal to me like that's the quiet part you don't say yeah. out loud yeah that's the part you don't tell them well he is good at uh like w- balancing on one foot and doing like karate moves <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't made an episode yet. Um, so uh, we'll, hopefully we'll see it eventually. Um, I, like, I also like, here's the thing with Chris is I literally, I feel like, okay. So the thing I hate so much is when guys or whoever sit, unless it's like an old lady calls you like sweetheart or like honey. Only or old ladies. Like you know what I mean? Like, unless it's like an older no, yeah. person who's like, get to be like sweet. I feel like any other am i frozen yeah am i frozen yeah okay well anyway you're good okay so i just feel like he says sweetie and honey and things like that because in his mind he's like what are terms of endearment like what can i make that like i feel like his mind thinks in like in like an awkward like 
stutter step way where he doesn't really know how to socialize. So he's like, what? These are terms of endearment. I want to endear them to me. So I'm going to use these terms of endearment in my very nice, slow voice. And that comes across totally condescending. And I don't feel like he intends for it to be condescending, but it totally comes across condescending. Right. And that is like, that is that is such a good point, dear. I'm yes. very proud of you. Yeah, Taryn, get off this podcast. I'm very. I'm very <laughs> you're you're sweetie, not nearly old enough. You're sweetie, not nearly old enough. To call you're me doing that. such a great job. <laughs> See, that's the thing is in in Chris's mind. I feel like when he says something like that, he's thinking like, "I'm being nice to them. <laughs> I'm going to show them how nice I'm being to them." Like this is what a nice person does. When when you first started complaining about this, I was like, I am totally guilty of that because I say like honey and sweetie, like I say those things all the time, but I don't say them like Chris does. Like Chris does them in a very sarcastic, different way. Yeah, Yeah. I'm great. I'm I do. I'm I'm like in a more of a Min Lee kind of way. Like like honey. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like his is like I'm trying to be nice and I'm trying to show that I'm being nice to you by saying these words that I know are nice words, and then it ends up being just like coming across and like a wait okay this guy's being totally condescending to me interesting like, i could not have a conversation with him yeah interestingly i think the, maybe the main difference here is that chris is trying to be nice and brent is not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which makes brent's okay yeah that's the funny thing it's like the intention behind it <laughs> yeah um, so, uh, so we're going to get, uh, more Mike, Michael and Chris Michaels. Is this some sort of insecurity thing that, uh, you're coming after me? Uh, he, he taught, Chris says the majority wanted this. And Michael tells him that you, the whole house has been talking crap about you. Uh, and he's complaining. You've been lying to me for days, buddy. Days. Like, oh, yeah, that's, that is how the game works. And he stop saying buddy. Like everyone needs to stop Seriously. calling each other these little like nicknames. It's not cute. It's not nice. It's just yeah. Mm-hmm. They need. To- um. All right. So we've got uh, then JL goes up and he's like, "Hey man, I just I want to make sure I'm not like the target man. Like you know." Um. And then uh, he he says uh, he wants to know if Kyle has been lying because Chris is saying everybody knew. So Kyle, uh, he's gonna go in and, and, and ask Kyle. Like what? What's going on, bro? And Kyle is like, "Hey, no, I'm. Just, I was just buttering Chris up, just playing the game. Nothing, nothing. Good. He tells us I've got to double down on my lie. And Chris is ratting me out. Um, and so, uh, and how did he, that work? It's, that worked out terrible. Not, not great. Not Ugh. great. Uh, JL's. I, I don't think Chris is smart enough to come up with this on his own. You know. Um, and, uh, and Kyle promises that he will vote to keep Michael in the game. Um, and so that's, that's what the big fight is going to, uh, to come up, uh, on his wife and his kids, which I don't know why he's using that already, but they didn't show that, but he apparently said that at one time on something about earlier. He swore on his wife and kids that he didn't know about the plan. I don't think he ever swore on his wife and kids that he would vote to keep Michael, but I think that he swore on his wife and kids enough in the house in general that he just was like oh yeah i probably did <laughs> uh, and he didn't, well, so right, he didn't okay. bother denying it. it okay okay so what i saw on the episode at least like which i hadn't seen on the feeds was him saying to uh jl that he would he would vote for michael if they could come to him with however many 12 or whatever he says solid votes 
And then he was like, yeah, and I'll even like put it on my put it on my kids if you want. Like, yeah, of course, I'll vote if you have you come to me with 12 solid votes. So I didn't see I mean, maybe I'm, I missed it, but I didn't see him swear anywhere that he was going to vote for him. Like, I didn't see that being the swear. I saw the swear being that he that if they came to him with 12 solid votes, he would join them. Yeah, I, I, I think the main thing was during before the veto, uh, they were talking to Maddie and Michael trying to convince them not to use or to, trying, to, trying to convince them to use the veto. And then at during that conversation, Kyle said, it doesn't even matter if he does try and backdoor one of us because like I'm not voting you out, Michael, like that would never happen. Um, and so, you know, I think I think that's where I'll, uh, that's where Michael was referring to it. Um, but I think Michael, I don't think he swore on his family there either. I think Michael confused when he was swearing on his family that he didn't know about. Doesn't really matter, though. He did swear on his family on a lie. Uh, so yep. it's 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 an irrelevant point to begin with. But uh, it's it's how these things go. Um, so uh, we then we then see the uh, we get uh, what is it the something fresh challenge. They go out to the hot tub. They need to like stay out in the rain for a while. Um, I, I was kind of wow. Was this a snooze or what? Yeah. Also, was it like a total waste of time? Like, I mean, I there mean, was so much going on this week that they could have shown. They're only giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Do they really got to spend what eight minutes on this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was yeah. bad and then, it wasn't yeah. just that they were having like a water balloon toss which was bad enough it was everything before that it was just them standing there I, I will say this at least we got to see Angie We got she's on the show did you know yeah. <laughs> she, she's got gifs she's got things she's a meme <laughs> I, I just felt like it was just pointless and then okay cool so you win food yeah, like, we got some yeah. dinner. Yeah, you want food, which you already have. If you're not a have not, and okay, then we saw yeah. like the least productive campaign session of the entire week. I yeah. think working on Angie. There now, let me just be clear about this to those who are watching who don't pay attention to the feeds, who don't follow the live feed updates or anything. There was a very legitimate vote flip in the works that really could have easily happened that was completely glossed over by the show like they usually love to hype up like oh anything could happen but they completely like uh, nothing we saw nothing I I imagine part of it is because it would have involved Vanessa and they have no idea how to explain that yep Yep. I'm with you Taryn I I said what I said on the the live feed round table that Vanessa doesn't know what Vanessa is doing it's (laughs) literally a mystery. Yeah. Uh, so we see that Min is going to tell Michael that he doesn't have the votes, and so he should do a big blow up. Which you know, again, Min kind of taking credit for this, uh, even though mm, not necessarily the case. But well, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, point is, the Kyle Better and Michael <laughs> are going to go and uh, and face off here. Um, that uh, you know, uh, now what they what they cut away, uh, what they cut f- uh, from this is that initially it was um, it was Michael and Chris that were arguing. It was the same, like, you lied for three days, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you have no integrity because you lied in a game about lying, uh, and I would never do that, and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, then Kyle came and sat down. He said, uh, everything good here, gents? Um, and then he started in on, you know, uh, how dare you? Um, 
I want to say I felt like the show edited this argument in like the best possible light they could have for Michael because I thought he got trounced in this argument. I thought that he looked really bad afterward and uh, and Kyle was really just like over and over stomping all over. And and the thing is that Michael could have had a much better argument against Kyle, but he kept, you know, harping on the same points that were invalid, like like you promised you would vote for me. And Kyle's like, wait, yeah, but your can't your whole campaign is that you're trying to get me out. So why would I vote for you? Uh, and he's like, well, the only reason I said I would campaign to get you out is because you said that you would only vote for us if we had the votes, which is a really weak argument to say that, oh, that's the reason I'm now campaigning against you. Right. Uh, because if he's willing to vote for you, if you have the votes, then that means he's he's kind of on board, even though that's not true. But it's also not true that he campaigned against him because of that, because he was campaigning against him before that happened. So Michael is lying multiple times as he's yeah. talking about how truthful he is and how honorable he is. And so he and, and Kyle is mostly able to kind kind of point this out in, in the argument. Now, Kyle is way too overly aggressive and that looks bad on him as well. And it does come out that he lied about swearing on his family, which is very bad for Kyle. But in terms of like point for point, Michael like lost every point. 100%. Like, Go ahead, Melissa. I feel like they both looked really bad. They this. did. Like, yes. They, they Michael looks worse. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like they looked pathetic. Like it didn't even come across as like a good, like, you know, solid fight or anything it was that's just because like, michael is so beta he is not an alpha he is a beta even though he looks like an alpha he's a total beta he talks like, about he, victim noises but well i oh my god I just yeah i know like i'm was, with you on that so michael was coming at it from a like it, the problem is is that michael was coming at it from a i'm hurt and you lied to me and now i'm like upset about that so i'm gonna like keep talking about how I, you lied to me and Am I frozen? No, keep going. Yeah. Freezing. <laughs> uh, you just, okay. just, just, anyway, just talk. Oh, just talk um, over it when it happens. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So Michael's coming at it from like a, I'm hurt. Like you lied to me, and he keeps harping on the fact that like you, but you lied, and like you're you're supposed to play with honor and integrity. It's like, well, no, you're not. So like this argument is like invalid. And then also, you know, Kyle is being like yeah, I lied. And, you know, whatever, that's the game. Like, I'll teach it to you. And it's like, okay, well, that also doesn't look good because now your your allies or people around you are not going to think you're trustworthy. So I feel like everyone just ends up looking bad in this in this discussion. And it doesn't come out, even if, even if technically maybe Kyle came out ahead because he, like, won the argument, he still ends up looking bad. So it's yeah. not good. I, I, I promise to only bring up Sequester like once a week, but honestly, Taryn, this made me think of Dustin in Sequester season three when he was like, you know what? I can break promises. They don't mean anything to me. Like, like those kind of things stay with people as the game goes on. So when somebody like Kyle says in front of basically the whole house, and I realize not everybody was there, but enough of the house walked through that fight where they heard this sort of thing. They understand that anything that Kyle promises he can totally break and he doesn't even feel bad about it. Like you're not even going to get that on him. So I really feel like he's not long for this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now Kyle did get a couple of, uh, of good sound bites in. I felt uh, in particular uh, <laughs> it's season eight learn how to play yeah. uh, that's 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 a great line I can see them playing that clip for a while to be honest um, and uh, he's Michael also is like leaving he's like that's it that's it uh, and Kyle's like yeah that is it for you uh, <laughs> so 
yeah. that was pretty good. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Um, so we get uh, Arissa. She's going to address the house guests. I was very curious to see... Uh, what kind of interaction we would see regarding the virus uh, and is what sort of explanations we would see uh, to the house guests about it. It appears that uh, that they decided uh, I am assuming I, I don't know the feeds have come back. We will talk spoilers soon. I still am unclear about what they've been told, uh, but I have to imagine that she did explain why there was no audience to Michael. They just cut that part out of the interview um, is because they uh, they have decided that they are not going to show the uh, the explanation about what's happening right. to the house guests. Yeah, my thought process was that probably on the way from the house to the studio, they like told him. Nah, I think they told him during rehearsal because they had rehearsal earlier today. Well, because I, the house guests were wondering why the, there's no audience. Oh, like, yeah. I'm sorry, this is a spoiler. They, I don't know, but no, that's fine. Like I, I've been seeing people saying that the house guests are talking about it, saying like. Uh, why wasn't there an audience tonight? Like, what's going on? Oh, is this, so, oh after the fact? I mean, like, in the last few minutes? Like, yeah. Oh, the, oh okay. Spoiler. Well, that's not a spoiler. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, yeah that's, but I mean, like, current... Yeah, it's in spoiler after, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the house guests are confused. They're saying. I mean, I, I feel like they should be told. I mean, like, hopefully, you know, it's sa- they're safe and everything. But I mean, like, they should be told that to be like washing their hands, you know, and stuff, just in case. Um, Probably, like, how? Uh, imagine how scared you'd feel if you were in the house and you were told that like there's no audience there's a giant virus and you don't you don't have the ability to go on the internet and like look up details and know that like you know what whether or not you should be panicking or not like i would assume that people might be like i gotta get out there and see my family i gotta go like you know if if i mean obviously like if they knew the true extent of it maybe they wouldn't be like panicked and like we're all gonna die but like if you don't know anything and you hear that there's a virus enough to not have a studio audience come in which has not happened in like the history of the show or whatever like that would be something that would like scare me yeah yeah uh so she uh so it's time for the uh the final please um that uh we're gonna hear uh brooke brooke's brooke's speech was uh you guys are great Michael, you're great. Uh, I hope I hope I'm I'm all right as well. Um, and uh, you know, please, please keep me. Then we see Michael's speech, and uh, I, I I feel like I feel like this happens a lot with Big Brother Canada. They really dropped the ball here. He stands up. He says, "My real job uh, was that I was in the military for six and a half years," and the camera just lingers on Michael. 
lingers yeah. on Michael. So bad then it cuts to like JL and Maddie, who both knew already. Uh, we I never saw any reaction from any of the other house guests. The, the no reaction shots at all. What are this they doing? Me, this reminded me of in the reunion, like uh, interview, like special or whatever, where they were like, "Oh, how many of you would have voted for so and so had they won?" I don't remember exactly who it was, and it was like. They just lingered on Arissa's reaction, being like, wow. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will say this. It was like, no, I want to wait, but you didn't even tell yeah. us, like, who would have voted for who? Like, what? Yeah, that, that, I know that there is a good, uh, a, a good part of Big Brother Canada production that watches us occasionally. Um, you, I'm sure you guys do a really good job. You're hardworking people. I get all that, and, and I love your show. But this has happened more than once where I do feel like the camera man misses the shot about what like if you're going to show that you have to show the reaction so for us for it to mean anything to us otherwise it's just nothing yeah and, okay. and like i like do you set you you designed the setup right like there should be plenty of cameras to capture reaction like reaction shots when they're sitting on the couches in a very particular way so that you can capture those shots and it's live to tape you've got time to edit in the reaction shots afterward if you've you know yeah i'm just yeah right um right like just like before we move on brooke's speech was really stupid yeah i thought it was fine Oh, can I just no, be really? No, it's not go fine, ahead. Can you go ahead? <laughs> go ahead, take it. Speech. Like that was not. I mean, for someone who like cares about the show and who like, I mean, it's just annoying because it's like I hate these speeches where it's like you know you're not going home, so you just like are like yeah, whatever, guys. I'm like this is my speech. <laughs> it just it makes me annoyed because it's like okay, cool. You already know you're staying. Like fine, whatever. But I, yeah, I just I, it makes feels disrespectful. Here are the speeches I hate. Well, guys, it's been such a great summer so far. I've enjoyed spending time and getting to know with uh, each and every one of you. Um, I really hope that uh, I want to thank CBS for having me on the show. Uh, Please follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm at blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, it's like, but that's like, that's the speech that every single house guest gives like every time. The ones that can just like get it over quick, uh, like I'm super happy with because if they don't have anything meaningful to say I want them to just get it over with I'm fine with them getting it over quickly but say something that means anything like I just feel like even just addressing the players and saying like you know vote how how it will help your game or vote what's best for you or whatever you want to say but like I just feel like I don't like the speeches that don't say anything. You can say it in in a sentence. That's fine. You don't need to go in a long lingering thing where you're like shouting at your family or anything like that. But like, it just feels like you should say something. Otherwise you look too, it looks cocky to me. It makes me feel like you're, you're not taking it seriously because you're like, yeah, I'm staying, whatever. Melissa, I think somebody in the chat agrees with you. Uh, Dirty Dancer says Brooke may have had the worst speech since chicken parm. Uh, which actually wasn't a speech that was that was a rant after Nick was evicted on on Big Brother 15. <laughs> well, I mean, one of my favorite speeches of all time was Chef Joe. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Didn't say a word. Did he say did he not say anything? I couldn't remember. Um, uh, he was like out of breath. I honestly, I, I barely remember now. Uh, but it was it was just it was great. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I, I honestly, I vastly prefer a speech okay. that's like, Hey, you guys are great. I'm great. 
thanks um like i don't care if it looks them like some look uh yeah like captain's right in the chat melissa captain taco face whatever uh says the brook Brooke is just awkward and that is that is the real reason she is just kind of awkward and which is sort of why i find her endearing but at the same time kind of annoying so I'm still like, I'm still trying to warm to Brooke because I loved her preseason, but in the house, I can find her a little bit grating sometimes. I like Brooke in the house, actually. But I do think that, look, if she had cha- changed her speech just like one little bit to just say, like, you guys are great. I'm great. Please do what's best for your game and like vote how you feel or whatever it is. This feels very little, nitpicky to me. It was a little snotty. I'm with you. Okay. It's not, it's not, it is, maybe it is nitpicky, but I'm just saying that that is something that was like, it rubbed me the wrong way not like a, a, aggressively the wrong way it wasn't like oh my god i hate her now it was just like a it was like a oh that's the speech of a super fan like i don't know i just i i felt like i wanted i wanted just moving a, on you need a button on the end of a speech you know you need a little a little button a little closer okay. what's you your button closing line her button literally could have been no, what's your button what's best for your game Taryn, don't cut me off like that rude <laughs> You're like find a button. He's like find a button now because we're moving. I, I got a button. <laughs> Brent has a button. There we go. Um, yeah. All right. So another thing that Michael does in his speech is that he decides that he says, uh, you know, I I'm honest. I am loyal. And if you keep me in the game, then I will help you take out the people that don't deserve to be here. Kyle, Chris, and Vanessa. <laughs> I was living for that. <laughs> Which is so funny because Vanessa was one of the most onboard people right? to vote to keep Michael. She was, in fact, the only person bringing it up over the last, like, 36 hours. Um, like, uh, And, like, uh, one of the main reasons he's going is because he doesn't which to be fair it's very hard to see but he doesn't see that Vanessa was a potential number here because she's so anti Kyle or maybe she's not anymore for all I know this this could go Who any knows? which way I, I, I need to see more information before I know what Vanessa is thinking mm-hmm. um, so uh, so they, they go they do the vote uh, I thought the vote was, was fine for the most part very few people did any shout outs uh, here I'm looking at you um, and uh, they uh, they got it through pretty quickly now Carol had been talking about casting a hinky vote, but she mm-hmm. kind of got caught this morning and uh, seemingly decided against it. Um, or maybe she was lying in the first place. I don't know, but uh, but that didn't happen. It's a nine to three vote. We see Michael walk up. They give him a round of applause. Uh, he gives Maddie a goodbye kiss, which was uh, uh, like six out of ten. Yeah, fine. Yeah, uh, an awkward like start. Question, like, call me. Yeah, <laughs> as he's walking, call me. Call me. As if, as if this was like one big long, uh, like, like ten date. night stand, right? Like, like their first date or something that lasted a billion days. Yeah. Um, so he comes out. There's no, there's no audience, um, and he's gonna hear the goodbye messages. And I. Uh, again, I really, I really enjoyed Kyle's goodbye. Like it was super obnoxious as Kyle is, yeah. but he had some, he says, uh, you're welcome for the free lesson in big brother. Uh, and I hope you enjoy your integrity outside of the house. Uh, like, Oh God, I'm so bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It, it, he, he did it so well that even though 
he annoys me greatly and mm-hmm. he's such a doofus i actually had to stand that a little bit like that <laughs> yeah. was that was really good <laughs> yes and then if we get mins uh you are so naive i, I thought she was, was gonna say nice <laughs> i was the mastermind <laughs> behind all of it to say that they're the mastermind like kyle said he was like the puppet master and min said she was the mastermind chris was like yeah well everyone's in on in like <laughs> I, everybody is trying to claim credit for this move. Yeah, that uh, I feel like we've been seeing that more and more often. Actually, that uh, we see multiple goodbye messages of like I was secretly behind it all, and then yeah. the next person is like I was secretly behind <laughs> it all. Like, bet you didn't see that coming. Like, really? Oh, yeah, it, it really showcases that like everybody is the hero of their own story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's like everybody is like this whole thing was me. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, it can't all be you. It can't be every single you. Yeah. No. Um, all right. So that's uh, when we get to the HOH competition. Now, they have been studying all day. Oh, my. All day oh long. My. Uh, all of last night uh, for some kind of quiz competition. And here we go. It's time for the quiz. The quiz is who can run the best on ice and find yellow balls and put them in other people's tubes? Good quiz. So was the quiz the whole studying and everything like a prank or like were yeah, they sometimes just they just do that. Yeah, sometimes they do that. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Didn't they do something with the uh oh god, what was the name of the room last year? Oh. The file room. Whatever. Oh, yeah. They had like stuff that you had to like memorize. Mm-hmm. Like like I think Dane yeah, had counted the boxes the and yeah, I know. They counted the boxes, they memorized papers, and it was like nothing. Yeah, and don't yeah. forget about prank week. Oh, oh yeah, the bird call they on yeah. the BBUS. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, um, so God, they were so mad. Mind's active. They were though, so mad. Mm. Yeah, this is this is an interesting competition though uh, for the second week here. Uh, definitely one that is going to be very punishing for a the the minority in the house um, yep. that uh, they can all, they that. can be ganged up on. Um, and I, I do agree, like that's it's bad. Like we saw Maddie's tube filling up lightning quick on the episode. Uh, that said, if it had been a quiz, she wouldn't have won. She wasn't studying at all. She spent all day with Michael. So uh, it's not like that would have made a difference. Right? Yeah, but JL yeah. and Ree did spend a lot of time studying. They might have had a chance. Uh, they might still have a chance, though. I doubt it, um, given uh, given the layout of this competition. Uh, but but we will see. The uh, the episode did uh, close out before we got in HOH um, and we will uh, we will not be getting to the spoilers yet. But uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about this. Is Melissa Brent? already said he he's not a fan uh what what do you think about this hoh i have like a love hate with relationship with these kind of elimination competitions because i love watching them because i love seeing you know who people target what's the strategy you know maybe you target yourself because you don't want to win it or like maybe you target someone in your alliance like try to do it without them seeing you do it like i just feel like there's a lot that can come from it and a lot of information that can be gleaned um, as to, like who's on what side and like what their strategy is and whether they want to put themselves out there and win or if they maybe want to sabotage themselves so that they're not HOH. You know, I love all that stuff. However, you're totally right in that it is so bad for the minority. Like you're never going to get someone from the minority winning uh, this type of competition because, you know, obviously they're a huge target. And if it's just the 
big alliance in the house determining who gets to be HOH, like it kind of sucks because they, they don't even stand a chance. Yeah. So I just feel, I feel like I love watching it, but I, at the same time, like it does kind of, like ruin the results. I, I don't. I'm not fancy interested at all about it. I don't like watching it, and I didn't like anything about it. Like I don't like the fact that the underdogs, even though we don't like the underdogs in this case, I don't like the fact that the underdogs don't have a chance. Maddie had no chance in this competition. Okay, she was like she was done before they even went to commercial break for the end of the show. Well, see, that's why I kind of like the ones on Survivor where you have to like throw something into the other person think or like there's a chance you won't make it in like this one it's like you just drop the ball in the slot it's easy but if maybe there's a chance like that you can target people but you might not be good at it and it might be easier for someone else to do it like i feel like once the numbers are a little more even maybe that makes more sense um rather than like everyone I mean, ganging up the on only someone. the only positive thing about a, a competition like this is that it's likely to give us an HOH who is someone in the middle of the house, somebody who is a little more under the radar, like an Angie, uh, somebody who is doesn't have a lot of power currently, but is not hated by either side um, because they're just going to be the last people standing in a competition like this. By the way, I wasn't clear on the rules. Once your tube is filled, can you still keep filling? Because I thought Maddie's tube was filled and she was still out there on the course. I'm not no, sure. She, they walked it. No, I, you could see them walk out and sit next to Chris. Okay, okay, okay. But I do think that I was thinking about that. Like, couldn't that help the situation, though, is if you could stay in the game, then you could at least try and make it somebody that who is actually in the middle. Like, because you know that if Maddie gets out first, she's going to be targeting like Kyle or whoever on that other side of the house versus someone like Angie or Kira or whoever who like, you know, you don't know where they stand. Yeah. Um, that could and, probably have helped the situation. And somebody else brought this up on Twitter. They're like, you know, don't you think that a competition like this could reveal certain things about what's happening in the house? And I was like, maybe really tangentially, like not much at all, because there's so much chaos happening. You don't know who's putting what ball in what tube. And like maybe at the very end, see like you know it's like two people or three people and somebody has to make a decision maybe you'll glean something from that but other than that not very what much if, what if you had to find balls that were had your name on them you had to find balls that had your name on them and then I mean it's still going to be dis- it's going to be it's it's still going to be dispersed over an even playing field. Like, it's, it's, on, it's, on it's be hard, that'd be hard to enforce as well uh, in the moment I think um, yeah uh, but I, I think I, I think there are two two things about this competition. Uh, one is that this was definitely going way too fast. Um, I think this needs to be a slower competition. Um, yeah. And I think that we we saw a very similar version of this in Big Brother US, and I think they did it right. Um, so first of all, they did it. They had to cross like a balance beam, and so there was like a long period of time where like they had to actively make a choice to go, and you could see their choice every time they did it. Uh, and you know, it was very obvious who they were putting the thing into and so it like you it it was revealing something uh and then the second thing which i feel like is the most important thing is that it was the first hoh competition um and i think that it really works there because there aren't really sides yet um Mm -hmm. it's just kind of a free-for-all and it's just kind of like who do you like who do you not like and this is a great way to sort of reveal early you know animosities and friendships and loyalties and 
stuff like that. Um, and I think it really, really worked well for season 20, which had a great first half uh, of, of the game as it, and that was a great start to it. Um, and so I feel like this is a first HOH really great. I always like the HOHs, the first HOHs that are kind of social based instead of like hang on yeah, to a thing yeah. or right. whatever. Okay. Um, so I I because I, I, I love the the concept of this competition, but uh, yeah. I do think it takes some tweaks to uh, to get right. And I do feel like it's it's really fits well in that first HOH week. But uh, beyond that, it is it's just too punishing to the minority. No, I think yeah. it's perfect for first HOH because there there aren't sides drawn. There yeah. isn't a minority alliance. It's just like what are your opinions on first you know first glance and on first introduction to people? Like what do you think? And it kind of just shows. A lot. I think that uh, the remainder of the evictors are going to have to get very lucky in terms of who exactly from the other side of the house wins HOH. There are a couple people who, if they win, could potentially target somebody other than the remnants of them. But it's not a lot of people. Yeah, and I saw them like really gunning for Vanessa, which wrong wrong choice again yeah. probably yeah. at least um but uh we'll see that's what we have for you from the episode we do have spoilers we can tell you who won the hoh um and uh potentially what they're likely to do as well so if you uh don't want to know this is your opportunity to bounce out of here you can find me on twitter at armstrong Taren. brent is at one lucky gay melissa is at it's melissa with three a's uh if you uh want to play in the stock watch this season go to realitystockwatch.com you did miss out on the first week's trading window but that does not mean you cannot play you can still join late you can participate in week two that's fine you'll just have missed out on week one it's not that big of a deal don't worry about it you can join later um i will be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m eastern to update when everything that happens today and tonight on the big brother canada 8 live feeds we'll be back sunday night to give you a recap of sunday night's episode and also, I will be speaking to Michael tomorrow uh, for his exit interview that will probably be attached to the live feed update or somewhere. So look out for it somewhere. I will tweet out where to, where you can find it. Um, I, I'm interested in having that conversation and maybe asking him a little bit about his integrity. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, so that's what we have for you. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, now we're going to get to the spoilers. I don't, I don't know. I still have oh, I thought we had the song. I was all ready to go. <laughs> I looked for the song. Here's the thing. Uh, Scott. He sent me the song like a while ago. I went, I found it. It's not there anymore. I got to ask Scott for it again. Oh yeah. Problem. That's happened to me before. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. You got to uh, get them while the, while the getting's good, Taryn. <laughs> uh, all right. But here we go. Here are the spoilers. We have a new HOH and that new HOH is Sheldon. Sheldon has won uh, and apparently because I you know what I heard a lot of I, not a lot of people I heard some people saying why were Sheldon and uh, you know Brooke talked about as like good players why did they get decent ratings on the stock watch um, when you know is it just because they're super fans is it just because there's some bias that people like them but I think that this competition is a really great indicator of why we've been saying there's a lot of promise there even if the execution isn't perfect apparently Sheldon and Brooke came in first and second place in this yep. competition uh, that's very telling 
about their position in the house. And that could be bad that it has been revealed that that is their position in the house. But uh, I think it's clear that it was there. And uh, and Sheldon is now our HOH. And uh, this this could be interesting. This is Sheldon. This is going to be Sheldon's first real test of like. What what is he capable of? Can he have a successful HOH reign here um, or is he going to screw it up? Uh, I, I genuinely feel like it could go either way here, Brent. I, I don't think he will screw this up. Uh, first of all, I here's good news for us, Melissa. I think Min Lee is safe. I think there's no way that Sheldon's going to get rid of Min Lee. I think she's safe for another week to be the mastermind that we know and love, the honeypot that we love to be caught by. I would love to be caught by Min Lee. Uh, I will say that it looks like he is targeting the remnants of the evictors, but not JL. Mm -hmm. And I did, I would like to say, hello, I called this last week, that if a guy went this week after a guy went the first week, I thought on balance that I did not think a third guy would go during the third week. I think that a girl is going to go and you can, there is no girl guy thing going on right now. There's nobody thinking about the gender right now, but in the back of their minds, they really don't want to be down three guys right off the top here. So Sheldon is targeting re and Maddie with the target being re. It looks like, or at least that's what Brooke prefers. I'm still waiting to hear exactly what Sheldon prefers, but it looks like JL is safe. And I will say that JL uh, Target, he he handled himself okay last week. He was pretty amiable with people. He was a little upset right away, but after that, I, I thought he was okay. And because of that, he seems to have gotten on, like, of the three of them, he is the most liked of the evictors. Yeah, Re is the most social of the evictors. She talks the most with people outside of the Alliance, but she very rarely talks game. Yep. And what JL has managed to do is that once he realized that the entire house is against him, he started socializing with other people. He still spent a lot of time with Michael, but not as much as he was before. He started really start socializing with others and talking game with them, making deals with them, you know, beginning relationships with them outside of his own alliance. Uh, and that is really going to pay dividends here, um, probably this week, as we see uh, Re and Maddie probably go on the block. Is this the right move, though, Melissa, for Sheldon? I I don't really know. I feel like it's it seems like I, I think it seems like it is because it it's so early in the game and I feel like it it pisses off the least amount of people. That's it. People are already mad. Yep. And so he's not really like making waves if he just puts them up because they're the the victors are already not happy with everyone else in the house, so might as well just continue with that. Exactly. This is this is perfect for Sheldon, and I really hope he doesn't screw it up. All he has to do is put up these two girls. Uh, he he can basically blame it on the rest of the house. Say you know the house wanted you know Michael out last week, and you know they, this is what they want this week. He doesn't even have to take full ownership of it. Everybody expects that two of these three people would go up on the block once they are out of the house. He can slink back behind the shadows where he's been for the previous week and have no blood on his hands whatsoever and still get the HOH on his, on his resume. I love this move for Sheldon. That's just what it needs to do. Nothing fancy right now. Yeah, no back doors, no crazy stuff. Just, just put them up easy. and let it play. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it it does seem like we could be in for a straightforward week here um, that, uh, you know, especially, you know, the, there was so much complaining about the duplicity uh, of the move last week that and that people should just be upfront about their moves that I, I'm seeing that they're already talking about, like, we should probably just tell them ahead of time exactly what's happening. Be very straightforward because they've been complaining so much. Uh, so Michael may be gone, but he will have a lasting impact. On the boring factor of the Big Brother Canada Eight House. Oh yay! Good. Um, but uh, this house, it doesn't seem like a house that it feels content to, with with boring, straightforward plans. So um, I, I wouldn't completely count us out yet for some some bumps in the That's road. That's very true. But the thing is, Sheldon is such an even keel kind of guy that if he just does this and puts these two girls up. The rest of the house has so much inert chaos around it that he doesn't need to do anything. I mean, it's just like it's like a dynamite stick that's just like slowly burning. Like he once he, once he's done being HOH, then it can explode and he can go back into the background. Like there's no reason for him to get involved. Now, if he gets involved and does something shady, then, you know, fine. We'll see what happens. But I don't think that's the best move for his game here. Yeah, I, I do think there are a couple of things he will need to navigate. Uh, one of the main things is that two of his closer allies right now, both Jamar and Hira, have been pushing very hard for him and their group to go after Kyle. Um, now, uh, never. Uh, right, right. Yeah. What I'm saying is Sheldon, Brooke, and Sue have been trying to convince Jamar and Hira that's not a good move, but I expect that Jamar and Hira will continue to push Kyle this week as he is HOH, and when he says no, I wonder what their reaction is going to be. Uh, are they going to feel like he doesn't listen to them and that they need to look elsewhere if they want to take a shot at Kyle? Um, will this some in some way reveal some of Sheldon's hand when it comes to Kyle. I, this is what you do. More people are telling him they want him to do it. This is what you do. Honestly, uh, maybe I'm being a little bit too obvious about this and this is really wouldn't work. But I think what you tell Jamar and Hira is that if if I'm going to get Kyle out, it's going to be through a back door. I would never nominate him up front. So put the two girls up. Let the veto yeah. play out. That'll pass. That'll pacify them for now. Say I, I that I'm thinking about it. It's in the back of my mind. I would I would potentially put Kyle up as a potential backdoor. And if the veto goes the right way, meaning that you can freeze the nominations, freeze the nominations. If somebody wins the veto, like one of the girls, and uses it, then you can say at that time, you know, I thought about it. Kyle is definitely a juicy target, but I'm going to put up Angie as a pawn. And that, and he's uh, talked about that a little yes, bit. The yes. fact that he doesn't yeah. really want to put up Min Lee as a pawn because he knows if he puts up Min Lee as a pawn, there's a good chance that she will actually go home, which is good for us if you like Min Lee and good TV. So, oh God, I'm, uh, somebody told me that I'm doing the um, what, what's it called? I'm like the up talking, like when I talk like this and I in my sentences, like <laughs> I realize when I'm when I'm searching for a word, I do it occasionally. So uh, yeah, just a stupid podcasting thing. But I I caught myself doing it. So that guy who was complaining about it, I see you. I know. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. You know, uh, well, it's. I think that's a good plan. I honestly, <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, mm. We'll try and do too much before veto is played, and I feel like you shouldn't be doing all these various contingency plans, especially if that can get back to other people. Like, I just feel like you, you put the two people up, you say, 
look, let's let's see what happens with the veto and then we can go on from there. Like, yep. like that's the key. And then if, if something does happen with the veto and you have to make a decision, okay, that's when you do it. But if you don't have to, like you would, you didn't have to do all that work and get all those people possibly angry or, or hearing things uh, before you have to. So. And this is so great, Melissa, because it's Sheldon who is in power here and of the people in the house who, you know, like to get messy and get bored easily. Sheldon is not one of those people. Sheldon is totally fine, like saying as few words as possible and not plotting and scheming whatsoever. So I'm totally fine with the fact that he will just put these two girls up, let the veto play out. This is what he should be doing anyway, what I think he'll do. And then, you know, let the chips fall with it where they may. And not like he doesn't need to get into that right now. He can pacify them with, look, I'm going to do Kyle. It's going to be through the back door. So let's see how the veto goes. And then we'll talk. And you yeah. can secretly tell Kyle, look, these guys really want you out. Yeah. They're wanting me to put you up. Just so you know, I would never put you up. Like, if you want to cover your tracks that way, fine. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, because then then there's no possibility of it getting back to Kyle being yeah. like, yeah, but he was talking about a backdoor. Yeah, and exactly. Like, Kyle's like, wait, you were talking about a backdoor? If if you start off the fact, like, look, like, this is this has been thrown out to me, but I'm not going to do it or like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Then you look like a hero. Then you he feels indebted to you. Yeah, I, I don't I don't mind this plan, uh, but uh, it is straight out of the Poly Califure rulebook um, <laughs> that uh, this is what he did A to star player. Uh, true. He ran the house for <laughs> half the game. Um, and, and this is what ultimately caused his downfall, actually, is that he did it too many times to Paul, who eventually was like. You never actually plan on doing what I want you to do, do you? Right. Um, so I, I do think it can work, but you have to be careful about uh, about that sort of thing. Um, and then the second thing, I I am not quite as high on Min's safety this week as perhaps you oh, guys really? are. Um, right. I think that you know I think that she's fine for now. But this is Min we're talking about. I know. Um, and just last <laughs> night, she was making fun of uh, Brooke's laugh, uh, you know, and it upset Brooke. And she talked with Sue about wanting Min gone. Um, and then, she, luckily for Min, Brooke decided to talk to Min about it, and she calmed it down. And now it's fine. Why, that's but it's, happen, it's out there, right? Like, Brooke, Min worries Brooke. And Sheldon, she they are very like diametrically opposed kinds of players. Yeah. Uh, like they are very calm and rational and Min is the complete opposite. And they see that and it worries them. Even when they feel that Min is on their side, they're worried by her. Um, I don't think that they feel it's in their interest to take her out right now. I really don't. Min, I, like I said, had a good conversation with Brooke. Brooke feels pretty good with Min right now. But the way Min operates, like she could get herself in trouble this week. I would not count it out. Um, I don't think it's particularly likely, but I, I also don't think it's a given that she's safe. And I think that's probably true of most weeks for Min. Um, I am I am rooting for her. <laughs> Look, if, if we can get Min to jury, I think it's a, it's a successful <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joseph in the chat says that Min gets evicted on a Jamar HOH. I'm calling it now. Which that would be. I saw Jamar be, put yeah. a ball in Min's yeah. tube. <laughs> He did. I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, we have have-nots, by the way. Uh, Kyle is a have-not. I'm so happy. I th- Kyle I, is a have-not. It, it seems like it, it might have been the first out of the competition. That it's, right, that yeah. it's Maddie, uh, Vanessa, Kyle, and... Um, and uh, Angie. Is it Angie? Yes, That's I believe so. I will check. Yeah, chat, tell me if I'm right about that. I believe it's Angie. That's, is that why he's crying? Because he was crying when the feeds came back. 
I hope he's crying because he's a have not. Please tell me that's it. Yeah, Maddie. Oh, it was Maddie, then Kyle, then Vanessa, then Angie. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, there you go. Those are the have nots. Uh, Kyle, I, I actually, I thought, he, I thought he, he might be crying because they were told about the virus, but seems like maybe not. Um, so if that's the case, he's also upset. He's been worried about, uh, he's been losing a lot of size very quickly. Um, oh my that, God. Uh, his, his physique is, oh, no. uh, you know, is, is, is diminishing. Um, like, you can tell this is like this is his pride and joy by the clothes he wears right like he wants to show off his massive quads and muscles everywhere at all times uh he has you know worked his entire life he is a record uh you know he's he's very he's won competitions right like this is his thing and so uh don't don't take it for granted that this is actually like really uh uh you know something that that matters to him and is going to i think be impacting his game if he's if he continues to be a have not like this mm-hmm. i am looking forward to it as long as he doesn't cheat like the winner of bb21 <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right so uh i anything else that we've seen here um uh, anything oh, oh, else oh. Wit, Witless in the chat gave me an update so kyle was crying because he's a have not and he said I'm a good guy, though. <laughs> I love it when they're so self-righteous and they get it right in the face. Oh, like, what God. is what does that have to do with being a have-not? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> like, they, like, the, like they shouldn't have targeted him because he's a good oh, guy. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, hey, hey, Kyle, uh, it's season eight. That's <laughs> true. Kind of like That's Big true. Uh, uh, Mary, Mary in the chat says, "If he cheats, Big Brother Canada will will punish them all." That's what they do in Big mm. Brother Canada. They, yeah, punish they don't play everybody. around. Yes, unless somebody hey, threatens to quit. Yeah, and oh, they, yeah, then they do play around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, we haven't talked about her at all. Uh, Carol, uh, look, at least she's in better spirits. She seems to have mm-hmm. gotten out of whatever funky phase she was in. Um, she's a lot more enjoyable. She's got a smile. Like I said, she was going to cast a hinky boat. Taryn talked about, but she was going to cast the hinky boat. So she got caught and then emphatically said she was not going to cast the hinky boat. And, and then she didn't. It. Yeah, I thought there was a non-zero chance that she still cast the hinky <laughs> right. boat and then she didn't. Um, but uh, at least she's got more pep in her step. So that's good to see. Yeah, she does seem better. I think there's always a chance with these kinds of players that they 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 relapse into wanting to quit again right uh but she does seem like she's her head is in the game now um she has bonded more with brooke uh she is you know t- she's now vanessa's number one which take oh, yeah. that for what it's worth um and uh and she seems like you know she seems like she's back in in the the swing of things we'll see how it goes she should be uh very safe this week i think that the really the only people who might go on the block obviously maddie and re um i think that uh angie is somebody that sheldon has talked about using as a pawn in the past uh, i don't think he would use carol uh obviously she's somebody else that somebody might consider but i don't think sheldon would they are still technically in some kind of alliance together um and angie is a little bit more expendable to him i think and so uh i think we can expect that to happen there um i I, again always be worried about min um and you know jl could theoretically i think screw things up for himself if he doesn't play his cards right but i think he will i think i think he'll be fine i think he'll be fine too i'm liking his game a little bit more yes so uh so really i really just feel like it's uh you know it's it's gonna be maddie re 
Angie on the block and maybe with a small chance of, of men just cause she's men. Um, but it's hard to, it's hard to find where anything else will come in. Maybe very small chance that like everything comes together and he decides, okay, fine. I've got to do Kyle, but I doubt it. Right. Uh, I will say, I know, I know you don't care about have nots, Taryn, but Stacked makes a really good point in the chat. Um, if there is a skip the dishes vote, can we vote Maddie so that it pisses off Kyle? Uh, because Stacked and I are petty like that. So <laughs> I, I would, would rather love do it. Angie. Okay, Angie, Angie. Well, Maddie would piss him off more, but maybe we we might have more of a chance of getting well, the Angie vote through. Remember, remember the first night of feeds. He's he hates Angie because of food situations that like she doesn't cook for anyone. Oh she God, only I forgot all about that. Cheese. Yeah. So if Angie got it, that I feel like that would be the best because <laughs> like she's the the most selfish when it comes to food. Um, yeah, Maddie but, was a have not last week too, though. So that's, that's like, true. That's true. And and so was uh, Vanessa. Yeah, but but then yeah. she got out of it for skip the dishes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you know that Maddie's going to be like, "See, Canada loves me." I would love that though. Yeah, the, we need we know we need Maddie. We need Maddie. I love Angie, but I mean, you know, I don't love her as a player. She's boring on TV, but you know, she's she's a sweet gal. But uh, I, I really needed to be Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle will be furious. He'll be furious. See, Canada likes the honest players. Dude, I knew it. You're yeah. Honest about me and michael oh my god you guys please i'm using my platform just like bbott remember those days like you yeah, have right, to right. vote for maddie <laughs> that works so well tara uh, all right all right <laughs> um okay any any final thoughts here on the episode and the feeds before we wrap this up nah by the way, yes. I loved the uh, Stockwatch, the uh, the whole website. Thank and you. Awesome. That was so well done, and the projections and everything. You get to see, like, if I buy this, then what's the price going to be, and you know how much will I gain, and like, it really illuminated some choices that I thought I I thought I, I was going to do. Oh gosh, I was going to do some things, um, but then I looked at the projections and I was like, hmm, maybe I should do this instead. So you know. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, you, even if you forgot to do the first week, you can still sign up at any time using Facebook, Twitter, or whatever to sign up through. Um, and it's really a lot of fun. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the the great great engineers that worked on that put a lot of hard work into it. Uh, we've 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 really been uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know uh, what's what's the expression? Uh, something to the bone. Work burning the, bone. the candle at both ends. Yeah, yeah. Well, all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, uh, you know, it's it's up. You know, uh, and and it's it's going pretty well. We got uh, over a thousand. Users signed up uh, around uh, 1,100 users. Um, to put that into context, about 300 people played in Big Brother, the Big Brother 21 stock watch. So, oh my uh, God. yeah. Uh, so, sorry, say that one more time. I missed that. What'd you say? About 300 people played in the BB21 stock watch, and so far, around 1,100 people Woo-hoo! have uh, signed up for for Yay! Big Brother Canada. And that's pretty good, yeah, because Big Brother Canada gets usually gets way less than. Ooh, wow! Watch. You're gonna have a lot of competition, Terry, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, I don't know like how if you much win longer it, I can stay in the top if five. You, if you win it, if you just make top five or top ten, I think that'll be a triumph. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to be all the way at the bottom. Why? <laughs> well, Melissa, you because need I to take this more seriously. I cannot bear I this burden alone. Together. Oh, my God. Well, just let Ligori take over for you or something. Like, let him do your pick. <laughs> Ligori was out after the first week in BB21. Well, at least he was going for it. Whatever. <laughs> Mel, can you help this girl? <laughs> 
What are you gonna do? Not my forte. <laughs> uh, I think it, I think like Puya and Kirsten did did well last season. Okay, they they, they should uh, bring they should them take in. up the mantle. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, did so, friend, didn't you end up with zero last time? Eventually, yeah. But I was in it for the long haul. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Melissa did end up beating you. Yes. Yeah, only because she didn't know what she was doing. It was just puttering around the well, bottom. Uh, well, someone who doesn't know what they're doing ends up getting better score than you. So I don't and know. you know what? That matters because now that we have a website that can track accounts, we can That's see true. your history over the course of seasons and add up all of the money that you've made c- cumulatively. And so uh, that definitely would have been a much more positive season for Melissa over Brent. That is true. So we'll see. That's how it goes. All right. So thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. As I said, I'll be back tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, to update everything that happens today and tonight on the Big Brother 20, uh, Big Brother Canada eight live feeds um and then uh you will have the exit interview with michael uh coming out some point tomorrow i would imagine um and then uh recap for sunday roundtable on tuesday and then we'll be back here next week on thursday to uh recap next week's eviction episode we could be in for a more straightforward week this week or not we'll see We'll find out. Uh, but honestly, I think that uh, we had such a ride in the first week that uh, I'm not overly concerned if we have right. something a we little need, more stable. I'm OK with a little downtime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys so much for joining us. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. Melissa is at it's Melissa with three A's and Brent is at one lucky gay. Um, and that's what we got. So we will see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.